convictions when living in Scotland. A doorman restrained Maine in a bear hug and a large knife was recovered from the back of his trousers. A community art project, History in Our Hands, celebrating what makes our county town of Haverford West such a unique and special place, runs from today until Saturday, March the 2nd. Every afternoon, artist Pip Lewis will be running free family-friendly art workshops between 2 and 4.30pm for anyone aged 7 or above at Space to Create in Haverford West. Old and contemporary photographs alongside digital applications such as Google Maps combined with simple drawing, tracing and collage techniques will be used to build a unique picture of the town and then be shown in an exhibition throughout March accompanying the launch of Building Stories, a new book of poems also celebrating the town's heritage by local author Kerry Steed. There were drums, fancy dress, music, film and one big bang in Fishguard on the weekend to celebrate the last invasion of Britain. It saw the launch of a genealogy project to research how many families have ancestors who would have been eyewitnesses at the time of the last invasion when staff at Fishguard Library and Pembrokeshire Archives were on hand at the town's library to help residents research their distant relatives. The Barry Thomas film Napoleonic Weekend, Fishguard 1997, was screened at Theatre Gwine, which featured plenty of local faces. There was a procession from the Golden Mile to the Gorsed Circle on Penslade, led by the Corps of Drums of the Pembrokeshire Yeomanry in full uniform, Fishguard Sea Cadets and Jemima Nicholas. A semaphore signal to Fishguard Fort, triggering the ceremonial final of the cannon, signified the Big Ban, with the festivities ended at the Royal Oak with traditional music from Fishguard folk musicians and a premier performance of the last invasion ballad, The Battle of Fishguard, performed by Broad Oak. In local sport, Haverford West County were frustrated in their battle with Port Talbot Town on Saturday, drawing nil-nil at the Jen Quick Stadium in Welsh League Division 1, whilst in Pembrokeshire a total of 46 goals were scored in the Pembrokeshire First Division. Leaders Moncton Swifts won 8-0 at home to bottom side Herb Branston, while closest challengers Goodick United defeated Nayland 12-0 at Phoenix Park, midfielder Kieran O'Brien scoring 5. Kieran won 5-1 at Penna Robbins and Millers Bridge defeated Sinclair's 6-2. Haken United were 5-4 victors at the knock ground against hosts Claverson Road and relegation threatened Murphy United secured a crucial 2-1 win over Saunders Foot Sports at Marble Hall. In the second division cup, Kilgetty overcame Camrow 7-2 to set the semi-final with Haken United reserves after they beat Lorraine 2-0. Ledison won 3-2 at Glanaravan against Solver, whilst Joe John and veteran goalkeeper Jim Payne were the heroes for Johnson as they overcame Broadhaven 5-3 on penalties after the game ended 1-1 after extra time. I'm Jonathan Twig, and you're up to date with all your latest news here on Pure West Radio. This is Pure West Radio, for Pembrokeshire, from Pembrokeshire. Yes, we are. One day, just going to have to have a but, punk radio show. A punk radio, and talk about all the costumes. Music, but, but actually, that's not the subject tonight. No, the subject it's not. Although it has our, been the majority of the subject. It's because <laughs> social history, family history. Mm. Um, we did, yeah. We will return to genealogy uh, after we've played... I think... Yeah, we'll play this. I thought you might. I will. I will. It's just too tempting. Oh, clever.
the legendary New Order with of Temptation. Temptation. Of course, the legendary New Order who were originally Joy Division. Yeah. Tillian was stupid. Yeah. He <laughs> was. Anyway, our guest tonight, who isn't <laughs> stupid, is Greg Howes, expert genealogist who's worked on many uh, of those television programmes you've watched where the celebrity um, discovers more about themselves. Mm-hmm. And you were telling us um, that Paul Daniels... Yeah, I think it was um, his grandfather. Has something to do with the Rebecca Ryans. Yeah, his grandfather was one of the uh, policemen in Carmarthen who tried to sort of stop it or was policing it as they were breaking up the workhouse. And uh, I'm sure there's a lot of people who are listening to the West Files tonight will have ancestors. Yeah, but well, it was particularly the Rebecca Wrights were centred around Pembrokeshire and Carmarthenshire mm-hmm. in particular. Um, and uh, my great-great-grandmother was actually born in the Clannabia, um gatehouse, toll gatehouse, the year it was fired by the Rebecca Writers. Wow. He, my ancestor was a toll gate keeper. Ooh. And there will be plenty of people whose ancestors were probably oh. dressed as Rebecca or one of her sisters. Yes. He actually took the tolls. <coughs> but what, what they did do is that they used to move them on about every three or four weeks from the toll gates because all of his kids were born in different areas mm-hmm. of Carmarthenshire because it was so easy for them to then take bribes off the local populace. Because it was, you know, come through of cart of this comfort. He could easily turn a blind eye because he was a shoemaker as well. How would I mean? Would would that show up in in people who are listening to the show uh, from Pembrokeshire, West Wales, Carmarthenshire, Ceredigion? Would that show up in their family tree? Because presumably, they didn't catch many of the Rebecca writers, but they did get a few, didn't they? So would the would they be in the? Where would where, be, would, uh, where would people look for the you criminal could probably past? Look in, um, Aberystwyth, the National Library of Wales, I think, has got a free uh, index. I'm not sure. I think it might be 1850s, 1860s, and that's got various felons in it, a felons register. Also, you know, Carmarthen, Carmarthen Archives, it's sadly shut now, but it's supposed to be reopening within the next few years. Mm-hmm. Had a, yeah, had a fantastic... Um, and it had photographs of all the prisoners, what they were in for, uh, any descriptions of them or anything like that. But, I mean, they would fi- they would possibly find out in, in those records, the quarter sessions. Um, and if they were Tollgate keepers as mine lot, they would mm-hmm. actually say on a census, Tollgate house. They may put themselves as a shoemaker, but if they're at a toll, toll house or something right. like that... Um, then you can sort of think. So people, it's it's possible that people could discover that they also have a family link to the Rebecca Riots. Yeah. Because you yeah. still see that commemorated There's so much around West well. Wales. There's newspapers as well. There's newspaper records. If you go into the records at that time, uh, they'd have them here, I'm sure, in the um, Pembrokeshire archives mm-hmm. down the road in Halford West here. Uh, so it, 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 is, it, is, it is doable, but it's... Are yeah. local records a, a good source of material Perfect. information? Well, the, yeah, I mean, people used to consult them more before there was more stuff online, obviously. But they're still great for things like uh, directories, Kelly's directories and mm-hmm. things like that, because that will tell you exactly um, about that time, about that town or that village even, who was doing what. And there were the adverts for, uh, for you know, photographers or mm-hmm. masons or farmers 
and there would be a what how many i don't know churches there were etc etc now i criticized social media a little while ago um set by saying that potentially it's leaving a black hole mm. but also there are there are facebook pages now dedicated to local history yeah. Yeah. and that brings in the families because i've seen there's one honey half at that's right yeah um and there's a great deal of people somebody will post a photograph and then Lots of people will provide information about yes. the people yeah. who are in the photographs, what they did for a living, mm. and share their memories. Has mm-hmm. that helped you as a genealogist and as a research family re- uh, uh, history it's researcher? It's sometimes in finding living um, mem- um, family members occasionally. Face because I mean you can search people out there. Mm-hmm. It's quicker, and uh, you know you don't need to go onto other indexes, pay for other indexes to to find people. So people are using it for that. And uh, yes, certainly for old photographs and pictures and where people were, were living. And, uh, you know, I think possibly there's there's definitely a room for, say, Oxfordshire or Pembrokeshire or wherever mm-hmm. for people to actually start putting all of their photographs online and saying that this was of that village or this village and, you know. What's your thoughts on these? Because there are now a lot of commercial companies who are trading on, I mean, every... You know, every night on the television now you see an advert for Ancestry mm. Co or whatever, um, where they promise you just type your name into our search engine and yeah. lo and behold. Yes, I know it's incredible, isn't it? It's sort of when they same as when they do the TV shows. They say he was says some celebrity just <coughs> at a desk on a laptop <coughs> and then he comes across. Um, that's okay if perhaps your surname is Sylvanus, but if your name is davis and they're from say Merthyr. that's a whole different (laughs) that's a whole different i mean welsh you know welsh genealogy is a sort of slightly different ball game because it's all patronymics and and generally people in wales okay um patronymics yeah yes it's 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 named after the the father's oh is this the app thing um sort of it's named after the father's forename nearly everybody in in, Mm -hmm. in Wales. not not saying nearly everybody a great percent 95 percent are named were originally named when when surnames became fixed in wales which they became fixed in wales a lot later than they were in england it was often an old testament name and it was often somebody's first name like you don't get many instances of people sort of being say having a topographical surname like miller or bridges or whatever it tends to be a david for davis or john for jones etc etc um and a a lot of the time they it was just they stuck an s on it if you find a lot of families called someone called john for instance if your surname was john in 1700 by the time you got to 1850 that had gone to jones having the belonging s put after it and the same with david people forget to look back or evan was quite often evan before it came evans yeah but there is the app, stuff, isn't it? It is very interesting. There is the app, and that mutates then into yeah, things like probits and stuff down, like that. Particularly through um, some of the the Welsh nobility lineages, and they're mm. all Rhys App, Thomas mm. App, Rhys. A lot of that was to do with wills, because they wanted to remember who they were related to, and a lot of Welsh wills were were giving them money to to spreading the money. It wasn't just like what it yeah, often the Welsh was had a in peculiar English. system of inheritance, yeah, didn't they? They did. So that paid them to know that, that their ancestry in that fashion. But then the app got mutated, so um, app Powell become Powell, 
mm-hmm. and Pro Bits originally that was App Roberts. And isn't there a female version Pritchard. of Pritchard? There's it? a Merch. 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 Yeah, but that's rare. But it's it's there in some cases. Because I know yeah. that. Uh, in fact, it was one of the reasons why Wales, why Wales became a principality subservient to England, is because the Welsh kings gave their Bec- when they died, everything was divided it equally. Was. Mm. So the, there were three sons; they all got a third, yeah. and then they spent the rest of the time fighting to see if we get it all back again. Yeah. And of course, that that meant that as a nation, they were much weaker. Mm. Whereas Scotland and England had the prim- primary, yeah, 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 yeah that word, yeah. <laughs> the eldest, the eldest, <laughs> the eldest son got it. Yes, ah. they did. And all, that, yes. Um, whereas the Welsh system was unique in that, um, in fact, now Ireland used a similar system um, and spread the wealth equally. And of course, it all ended up happening. And it's written in so many of the Welsh bardic legends, isn't it? Mm. Brother fighting brother yeah. for um, bits yeah. of the kingdom. Mm. There was a story in one of the houses near um, Abergwilly in Carmarthenshire, wasn't it? A big mansion. And that had been passed down, but it had become so diluted in this family that. Someone had claimed rights to it, and then a group of sort of, for want of a better word, peasants got together and said, no, hang on, we're related to this, and we've got more rights to it than you have. Mm. And they did actually lose the mansion, and this group of peasants, if you like, took it over. Mm. I mean, about 20 years' time, it was demolished because it had fallen to pieces and whatever, but they actually they got yeah. the records. Yeah. They knew the parish records. Yeah. That, we- that same weakness um, allowed the English kings, particularly Edward I, to exert his, his his power and authority over over the the Welsh, because they didn't have a single they they did try, <coughs> yeah they, they had a couple points. of goes, yeah and nobody knows whatever happened to Owen Glendower no he no just, <coughs> poof and he was gone he was gone <laughs> like Merlin yeah. yeah like Merlin yeah like Merlin yeah is it harder to um, with what you've been saying about the the, the genealogy side of the of Wales mm-hmm. with the different names and the way the surnames is it actually harder to find out the information or more difficult or is it just as just it's as difficult it's harder it is harder but you need to know lots of other if you like other bits of information about them so if you ask your your oldest living relative you would then say your great grandfather or your grandfather did he have any brothers and sisters what was his occupation where where was he living? Was he perhaps uh, Baptist or was he sort of Church of England? Mm. You need to have all of those other bits of information, uh, and you luckily one of them might have a slightly unusual name. So once you get into census, it will then come out of a household, and so then you'll find the one unusual name that separates them out from mm. from the others, and that's what you sometimes that's what you find because it can get very difficult when you've got so many John Davises all as coal hewers or Mm -hmm. miners in a certain area but then that's when you hope there's just going to be a little bit of difference something that stands out cross-reference it with really yeah yeah Yeah. the one of the things that when we were doing our family um, history was the predominance of continually reusing the same Christian names Um, and often because child mortality rates were much higher the first child was was lost Mm. and so child number two was just substituted with the same name same name and you end up within a year of two 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 children having the same name Mm. 
with two birth yeah. dates. Does I mean, do you encounter that a lot? Um, does that it I does mean, that happen? Must it was regular. It must yeah. make life incredibly difficult for you because you, you've then got two birth dates. A lot of people then went and did the, the mistake. I mean, it's okay if it's the same parents. Mm-hmm. Then, it, then theoretically, it's only just another year difference. Mm-hmm. But yeah, often on family trees. I mean, you know, it was her against people perhaps having one sort of the same stone on the wall that they've paid three or four hundred pounds for. <laughs> <in terms of. laughs> and then someone comes along and says, "Oh no, actually, it's not that one. It's that one." And then Ooh. there's two, three years, four, four years, even out sometimes. Um, but in the past, people used to see a line that was already done or just assume because that mm-hmm. was the only records they wouldn't think it, it's a wrong one but the records have been lost because I mean a lot of records were lost particularly the non-conformist records were lost so again if we go back before 1837 that's when you have to rely on parish records mm-hmm. and then depending on what parish you mm-hmm. were in how long they went back but the non-conformists didn't have to copy records to send it to a central body Whereas the Church of England, the Church of Wales, always had to send it to the bishop. So there was two records. Right. So they had to send it. But if it's nonconformist, it's possible you know that those records just don't exist anymore, or they may be in someone in someone's front room, or in somebody's attic, or a, anything. Yeah, suitcase. Or, or someone has someone when when one reverend or minister has finished, he will then give the book. To, he will then take the book home with them and get, and they, the other one will get another book. And he just presumes ownership of it, ah. you know. Do you get a lot, because I, I know that, I mean, we've talked about, and I know a lot of people who are researching their family history, but we are light years behind the Americans in trying desperately to find our uh, heritage. Yeah. The Americans seem to have spent the last 200 years desperately trying to be British. I suppose it's belonging, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, because all of it, I mean, I go over to America, a couple of um New England, where everybody seems to have had an ancestor that was on the Mayflower. Oh, really? But if you follow, if you follow the number of people in New England who claim ancestors from the Mayflower, the thing must have been bigger than the Queen Mary. <laughs> yeah, you know, not this little rickety wooden thing. Yeah, no, you know, like oh, my ancestors were on the uh, Mayflower. What? Mm. Yeah, they have strange misconceptions. I mean, we had one lady came over and she visited me, and uh, she was from Alaska, and. Uh, she was sort of determined that they, that she was from every famous Morgan that ever came from Wales, you know, the pirate, the guy with the Bible mm-hmm. and every, you know. All whereas, of them. whereas likely she was come from Morgan the Milk. <laughs> you know. I like it. But don't spoil her fun. Oh, no. well, I, you know, I, I didn't, you know, I mean, I, I just had to say, well, I'll, I'll go go back as far as I can. But, you know, that's the thing when people want to, if they if they perhaps have got an unusual name or over, she seemed to have the misconception that they were clans, like the Scottish clans, like mm-hmm. the Morgans were a clan. Yeah. Um, but there are a lot of people, you know, families who, if their name is a bit straight or there is something in the family that they want to be related to someone famous or notable or something or even you know uh, infamous mm-hmm. people you know oh yeah i mean there, yeah. there are lots of people who claim um descent from notable criminals murderers yeah. and um and lots of people who were born out of wedlock who ancestors were born out of wedlock wanted to be related to certain sort of local gentry do you think many of us have got I mean, notable people, famous people um, in our 
family history because when we were doing ours mm. uh, now we couldn't find anybody <coughs> you know back 14 generations and they're just in a village in the West Midlands Worcestershire yep. um, but some of the uh, one of my great 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 grandmothers I think 14 grandmothers I mean I don't know how you'd even describe that is it just grand, great grandmother brackets 14 or <laughs> I mean how do you actually do? How, what's the correct terminology when you're talking about your 14th great grandmother uh, is, is, is just it say a, it as that is that it that's the easiest yeah because otherwise it just gets repetitive it sounds like you've just great, got a great 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 yeah well through her I'm directly descended from all the earls of Monmouth and the barons of Monmouth. Oh. And in fact, our family would have owned St. Breville's Castle, Monmouth Castle and Goodrich Castle. What happened? Don't know. Oh. We must have been the poor mm. line. Actually, <laughs> I do know because um, in the family tree, we, we come from a third son. Um, oh, this is this is this so is we lost happens. it. Yeah, yeah. If we'd been in Welsh line, we'd have had, You'd have had we'd equal, had a few yeah. bricks. Yeah, we'd have, had, bricks, we'd have yeah. had a few bricks, and then they would have been splintered off into. Yeah, and then they yeah. would have fought over them then for the next three hundred years. But clearly, I mean, at some point, um, our family had money because mm. they were they were wealthy enough to marry into this no, you know, mm. um, the earls of the earls of Monmouth. Mm-hmm. So they must have been there. Must have been some sort of parity. Of of status there, yeah. I don't think that there wasn't there wasn't that much mobility. Don't spoil my illusion. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. There's there wasn't. A, there's not. I haven't. I'm going to say speaking from experience. Mm-hmm. Um, there are people who sort of gone up and yo-yoed a little bit. I mean, you know, um, like my grandmother who was you know, the daughter at one point of a. I think her her father was a manager of a newspaper in Ponty possibly Porth Call around that area and um, then he died Mm -hmm. but then her mother then became a laundress Mm. for years and years and years so she was she he'd gone up from being a sort of collier he'd he'd gone up and then was quite literate Mm. or whatever and became this manager uh, might have even been the South Wales Echo, something like that. Newport, that's what it was. Um, but then, of course, it only took that one to die. Yeah. And then it was automatically straight down because it could have also it could have been workhouse. Other than that, I mm. mean, and that's why a lot of times you see in family history, you see women particularly marrying almost within a matter of months after their husbands have died, and people will think, oh, I wonder what's going on there. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas. Possibly in a lot of cases, it wasn't really a question of that. It's either that or the workhouse, and yeah, pretty quickly. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it's actually I, I, I kind of knew the answer to the to the question because we were we we had manor, uh, our family had a manor house, mm-hmm. um, and it's it, it's in the documents. Um, and when they married into this other line, which was the Earls of Monmouth, but by the nineteenth century, they were making nails in <laughs> Worcestershire. There you yeah. go. According to the census, they were all nail makers. So my, how they mounted for well, the fortunes. Yeah, yeah it did yeah. change. They had you land, know I mean? they had property, and yeah. then they were making I mean, iron nails in Worcestershire. Things like the Civil War and things, you know, and even the First World War in this country. I mean, there was a aristocracy. I mean, that was the glass great sort of period when this, you know, there was money taxes taken off, and by the time the second, the First World War had finished a lot of those great big houses and that have been divided up and they just were taxed and they just couldn't keep them going. Um, 
It's fascinating. I'm, I'm, I'm quite happy actually just sitting listening because it is just so Well, there's some strange, so often you find that the stories that you find out in the real stories are yeah. actually so strange that they are, you, if you wrote them down, people would say that you've done it just for sort of yeah. effect. But, I mean, returning to the original question about finding notable people, mm. um, when we were doing ours, we discovered that um, I have a common ancestor with Robert Louis Stevenson. Okay, he's in, great se- in seventeen twenty six, yeah, we share a common a common ancestor, um, mm. and also a common ancestor with Abraham Darby, the guy who built the bridge at okay. Iron, uh, in Ironbridge. Yeah. Now, I was I, I I sat down with a calculator and a pen okay. a few months ago to work out, <clears throat> you know, how related, you know, how much, what percentage of me is mm. the Baron of Monmouth from. Whatever it was, twelve ninety nine or whatever. It's a small percentage. It, yeah, there's barely yeah. a drop. There's not yeah. even a fingerful. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you think of the population, I mean, it's completely. Uh, yeah, because each generation yeah. we double back, don't we? So it's like two parents, four grandparents, oh, and so it keeps going. Yeah, eight yeah. great grandparents, sixteen. Oh, yeah, yeah, well, this yeah. is what I mean when I get asked when people ring me up and say or send me an email and say how much does a family tree cost? Well, how big is a family tree? Well, you yeah. know, I mean, you'd think, well, then there's four grandparents become eight great-grandparents yeah. become 16 great-grandparents. You know, I've never thought of it like that, actually. Do people yeah. tend to favour the name line? So the... the Sometimes it's a line, there's a line, bit of a mystery. Sometimes it's a mystery line. line that they want to go on or there's a bit shadowy. Because you could, you could, you know, go one of two ways if you just look at your parents, four ways if you're looking at your grandparents. Yeah. Usually there's been some... Um, some people want to go and research every line as far as they possibly can. I mean, you're saying about the Americans. I mean, often often they do. But yeah. others just want to look Desperately at Desperately one... looking for the Mayflower ticket. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, they tend to be the ones... They, I think the Americans sort of tended to go over a bit before the Australians. And so the, a lot of people went to America, and they're the ones where you get the... I'm looking for a John Davis from South Wales Ooh. in 1820. <laughs> and then yeah, you that's just not think, an unusual name at all. No, and, then, and it's just South Wales, perhaps... Oh well, that's even more helpful. You get that yeah. sort of thing, but so the Australians. How do you go from there? What do you say to them? Well, I say to them while we come up with an answer, it's have some music. Okay. Or we'll give Greg a, a break. A breathe. And um, I'm going to dedicate this to Greg as well. Okay. <laughs> Bye, Ken. 
Classic from Very. The Sex Pistols. Oh, yes. 1976. Yeah, from 1976, the summer of fun. Oh, In fact, it was the summer before the 77. Actually, no, it's 77, the heat wave. Yeah. 76. 77. Okay. 77. No, there's two versions of Anarchy in the UK, though, isn't there? There's the A&M one, and then there's the... Uh, God Save the Queen was A&M. That's right. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> yes, I remember that year. I was um, yeah, it was a very hot year, the year of the ladybirds. Set fire to my dad's garden that year. Yeah, he set fire to a few things that year. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Do you remember the ladybirds? No. The plague of ladybirds in seventies. Oh, I thought they were going to be a band then. <laughs> <laughs> there was a band called the Ladybirds. They're about bound yeah. to be. Yes, they were on with Valdunic and us. So my mum and dad used to like oh. these three. It was all like, yeah, it was like in these sort of slacks and crimply. I can remember the Ladybird books. Yeah, they're making a comeback. The Ladybird book of the midlife crisis. Somebody yeah. bought it for me the other week. Oh, in large why. print. Yeah, very large print. <laughs> oh, um, along with a, a guide to. Why do they always pick the women like Prosecco and men, and men drink beer? I, I was always a gin Prosecco. drinker. I you drink do? Beer. Well, Prosecco when it's free. Yeah. Um, it's our guest tonight is, well, we sort of rambled around genealogy, social history, family history, our history, yeah. in effect, the history of us as yes. individuals, mm -hmm. and kind of touches on the ghosts as well, because they're in our history, they are our history. Um, but we're coming towards the end of the West Files, and I want to find out a little bit more about... Um, what Greg's plans for the future are. Let's mm -hmm. sort of delving into the past. So, Greg Howes, the rest of 2019? 2019, read, I want to get my... Read um, your tea leaves. Read my then. tea leaves. Yeah. Uh, get the genealogist to, to reverse track. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tell us about the future. Well, I would like to get my um, novella out there, A Sense of the Other. That's a plan for mm -hmm. the summer. Maybe some short stories in amongst that. Um, I'm also uh, studying the uh, doing the on the Angel Shark project. Angel Shark project. 
project. Angel Shark Project of Wales. Angel oh, Shark Project. This sounds interesting. And that's basically mapping. I go through the archive records of any sightings of angel sharks off the coast of Wales and Ireland, and it goes into the, a greater project to find out and protect these species, which not many people know about. That's mm. why they want all of the records from past newspapers, etc., etc. Because so we are, yeah, I'm surprised at the amount of, um, very surprised actually, because when I go over to New England, I was always terrified that they've got great white sharks in their mm. waters off New England. But we're not short of sharks ourselves in no. West Wales, are we? No, no, well, the angel what's shark. what's this angel quite, shark? It's, um, it's almost looks like a ray. Okay. But it's, it's, um, it's running, it's, it's definitely endangered, but there's so little known. Was there something on the BBC about this quite recently? The yeah, there's News. been a big project. There's been a big project this That's year. That's why it and well, it's about. Meeting the rest of the gang down there in Milford Haven um, ah. a couple of weeks back. Was that was that you then? On that was that another TV project you've been involved? Uh, in? Not that I wasn't on the TV one of that, but I I am you know I, I am involved in it, and uh, because so little is known by science about it, that's mm-hmm. why they're going on old newspapers. Ronnie's just pulled up a, a thing saying, "What are angel sharks?" in a picture of one and blimey yeah mm. you say it's not actually it's not like a ray is it it's, it's it sort of between like, a, like it looks like a flat odor actually apart from the tail it's it's, <laughs> it's sometimes known as a banjo fish in Wales. yeah I was, a it's, a, it looks shark. like a guitar or a yeah. banjo it looks yeah. like a, a normal shark or a fiddle fiddle fish it's also called a fiddle is fish it? or a monkfish strangely can because we've got lots of fishermen in west Wales. can they get involved in this uh yeah and is yep. there a website There's an angel he project says going full well it's called angelsharknetwork.com it is it is and because they need, the it off. they need all the records and photographs they okay fishermen if you're get. listening um if you encounter one of these weird if i go over to angelsharknetwork.com forward slash whales or just angelsharknetwork.com have a look at one of these weird fish uh, that looks like a normal shark that somebody sat on it looks like a squash deodorant <laughs> no, that's what they're called fins, dear. I know they are, but it looks like a flat. It does. It just looks like a normal shark that somebody sat on. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it looks like it's a, a squashed yeah. shark. I love swimming as well, strangely. <laughs> what you shark? do? Yes. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I go to New England and he's like, I won't go near the water. They've got <laughs> no. those big, bitey, bitey, great. Well, <coughs> I did write a strange tale called The Swimmer, which is hopefully going to be out in the next publication. So uh, yeah. that's based in Freshwater East. Well, so. in New England, these these bloody sharks, they get out the water, they, they come up on the beach. Mm. The great whites beach themselves. It's like, uh, you're not mm. even safe on the land now. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we've got a couple of more minutes to go. So I'm, I'm actually fascinated by the shark thing because there, there was a video, wasn't there? Was it last year or the year before, of uh, taken by the uh, Sea Trust people up at uh, Fishguard mm-hmm. off Stromblehead of what they said at the time was almost certainly either a mako or a great white attack on a yeah on yeah. a dolphin. Quite possibly. Yeah. Like, are yeah. we safe to swim in our waters? Of course you are. Oh, I don't take it from me. I wouldn't. I wouldn't dream of saying you're, you're safe in the water. Of course you are. As long as you don't. <laughs> well, swim we yeah, we've far. been there. I mean, I've been in there with with sort of you know you swim along and then you notice there's a there's a nettle jellyfish or something in there. Well, you swim off. The, you're, are you one of these people that you we see it? You know, we go down to the, these like people in wetsuits with the little rubber balloon that no. them. No, I don't do the rubber balloon. No, I do the half wetsuit, and I only go in in summer. 
quite sensible too. Yes. But yeah. I do love to plunge in. I mean, I was very tempted today in Freshwater East when I was there earlier. Come on, it was summer. It was summer today. It today, was gorgeous. 21 degrees in Caradigia. I think, Ooh. wasn't it? It was the yeah. hottest day recorded yeah. in Britain in yeah. February. Uh, yeah. Since records began last Wednesday. Yeah. 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 Um, and apparently, I mean, it was, I, the thing is, though, people are saying, oh, I don't remember. I remember when my daughter was about 13 or 14, so 10 years ago, 2010, 9, 10. Um, we had the T-shirt weather in February. So yeah. it's not that uncommon. Yeah. Oh, no. No, it can, it can be also the coldest so time. how can people uh, get, a hold, get a hold of you if they want to um, get in I've touch? I've got the Welsh Family History site on Facebook, my page there, and... Welsh Family History Online. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also grab hold of me sometimes as a back marker on the go- uh, Ghost Walk in Carew Castle. Oh. Really? Because I, yes, We've, I, I help we... along with the, yeah, I'm not the actual guide. I just pick up people if they faint. Ah, <laughs> because <laughs> we, we one of our very first, one of the very first West yes. Files was uh, the ghost guide from um, Carew. Oh, yeah. And uh, I took the boys to Karoo yesterday and they were, because they've got a bit of a treasure hunt going on at the moment, like an information treasure hunt around the castle. It's all based on yeah. the ghosts. And yeah. I was genuinely surprised because you go to Pembroke Castle and there's like, oh, mention the ghosts. Um, there is a ghost but, night, there, there is a ghost nights in Pembroke Castle as well. Yes, there are with They're Howard, different, they're different, they run totally different. Yeah, They do, but uh, it was nice I think to see. they do have paranormal weekends, there's one yeah. coming up in June in, but, I think. But uh, Carew uh, certainly um, were promoting the, yeah. Jack the, the Kitchen Boy. Yes, yeah, it. Who wanders down the corridors and he might whisper in your ears. Well, I, if I'm doing tours and that, if people come over from America or uh-huh. Canada or Australia or whatever and they all, they want me to take them around the places their ancestors, uh-huh. I will also try and pull them in directions of places like that mm-hmm. because you know they may not have intended to do that, but yeah. I'll say well, it's a shame to miss it as you're so close. You know, I've spent many a night in Carew Castle looking for the ghost. I love it. I love the castle. Yeah. It's got some fascinating stories. I've been there with the Wall Street Journal, the BBC. Uh, it's it's one of my favourite castles. Yeah, mine nice too. Castle. I prefer it to. I mean, yeah. I like Pembroke Castle, but I prefer Carew. I don't know why. Mm. Actually, even though I live in I'll Pembroke. tell you what, the new tea rooms at Carew Castle, the cakes are to die for. Really? <laughs> if uh, big big shout out to the tea room, Nest's yes. tea room at, at Carew Castle. <laughs> mm. Best cakes ever. I'd be there. Best cakes ever. <laughs> Nest ca- Nest Carol Kennan is another wonderful castle in Carmarthenshire. Mind that. Not done that one yet. Stunning. Yeah. Um, Have they got cakes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They've got a big wooden. Yeah. Big 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 uh, tea room there and <laughs> placing you can there. Yeah. Now one final question in the last sort of thirty seconds of the show. Um, can people get in touch with you? Yeah, through the Welsh Family History site on online, <laughs> or um, search for Greg Howe is presumably on Facebook. Welsh Family History, or yeah, the or the Welsh Family History page again on Facebook okay. is where I'm at. Or the, or old, the good old fashioned the Google Greg Howe's um, writer of mystery and suspense tales. So if we just went to Google and typed in Greg Howell's uh, yeah, genealogy... Yeah, genealogist writer. We'd, we'd you get would you. find me or uh, my books will be on Amazon or something. Not this the physicist from America. This man is a fascinating guest, one that we will <laughs> definitely be blagging to come back on. Oh, yes. And I'm going to play out tonight with... Um, I'm going to dedicate this to all of the Angel Shark Project guys out there. And we'll be back next week with the West yes, Files. Yes, we will, we will. Say goodnight. Goodnight. Night, night.
Drop top, baby, it's a no-brainer Put them up if you with me, yeah, 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 yeah In the middle I ain't got no chain. Not on the list, I ain't got no name. But we in them, I'm not no lame. And I keep it Franklin, I'm not gonna change. A lot of these messy, messy. I just want you and your bestie. I don't got an answer, but whenever you text me, it's multiple choice and they all wanna test me. Choosing a squad. She tryna choose between me, Justin Quay and a sword. She don't make that she love that I make music for God. I told her I would love to see that fucking blood. You stick out of the crowd, baby, it's a no. It ain't the hard it shoes. Him and me be for real, baby. It's a no-brainer. You got your mind on loose. Go hard and watch the sun rise. One night it change your whole life. Up top, drop top, baby. It's a no-brainer. Put them up. Me sitting up, demanding my attention, had to give it up. Look like somebody designed you, dropped it gorgeous. You made me wanna live it up. Your presence is critical, moving my soul, yeah, you're spiritual. They hate it when you notice me, make everybody else invisible. Breaking all the rules, so above the law. I'll be your excuse, damn right. Uh, you go wrong, no. You stick out of the crowd, baby, it's a no. Pembrokeshire from Pembrokeshire. 
patiently I've been Hopelessly reaching Out for this girl Who's out of this world Believe me She's got a boyfriend He drives around the bend Cause he's 23 He's in the Marines He killed me Yeah.